0: looks all over their face my friends all know that i'm cool i've been this way since high school because life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater when it comes to hockey nobody can stop me my high school team i was playing on the top three now my son is scoring piles
1: welcome to youth hockey of high school hockey podcast brought to you by the red black league i'm danny ryan joined with you in studio tony scott i'm here And Carl East up in Duluth. I am here too. (laughs) Well, you're not here, Carl. You're on your couch. Don't lie to us.
2: Well, we're in the same place, so to speak.
1: (laughs) Same state of mind because it's tourney time right now. So, I'm a little excited. Just a little. Just a little. little Reserved excitement. Maybe not as excited as Carl was this week. Like, I heard he almost fell out of the press box up in Anzala.
2: Kind close. It was dangerous, but I'm I'm alive, unbruised.
3: So, Carl, I know the you know there's press box rules, right? Uh, how did you how did you do with the press box rules when uh, Duluth East tied it and won it?
2: Well, for for the Duluth East game, I was not in the press box. I <laughs> oh, good. made the executive decision to wear my East jersey and go out and sit in the stand.
1: Yeah, I I didn't wear I wore uh, my normal coat. And then and, then and wore a St. Thomas hat and yelled for the St. Thomas.
3: <laughs> Good for you.
1: Because, you know, that's, you know, when it matters the most, I don't want anybody to recognize me as, you know, somebody who's unbiased or something.
3: Right. Right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So what were your, what were your guys' favorite moment from the uh, section playoffs? There were lots to be had. What was yours, Carl.
2: Oh, well, it's hard to pick one, really, because the Amsoil was great, as always, again this year. The uh, 7A final had one of the co- cooler moments you'll ever see when Greenway tied the game up with 0.1 seconds remaining. I want to talk about all, almost... How did that
0: happen? How did
2: It was a funny play. It was just a, a shot to the point by Cameron Lance. And it seemed to have bounced off some sort of Hermantown player in front and squirted in. You know, watching it in real time, you had no idea, but there it was in the net. There was 0.1 seconds left on the clock, and Randy from hitting next to me in the press box was clinging out to my arm and jumping up and up and down.
0: So. <laughs> you do
1: not respect press box rules, apparently.
0: Nope.
1: <laughs> but I I just don't understand .1 seconds left. There's a lot of .1 seconds that get run off or added mm-hmm. on throughout the game. Yeah. Fuck flies out of play. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, and that someone happened.
2: Someone was trying to claim that the the clock didn't start right away, too, uh, after the previous stoppage, so I didn't see it, but someone was saying it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Permantau didn't complain at all, so um,
0: certainly they
2: didn't see if it happened, but still, yeah. (laughs) But still, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. But Anyway, fantastic uh, 7A final, and 7-double I delivered, too. Um, And, of course, as an East fan, I was uh, going through the complete swing of emotions, and over the, the span of that third period from complete depression. This is worse than the Lakeville South loss in 2012 feeling <laughs> for down to Andover. And then uh, he claws their way back, ties it up, and wins in overtime. And Lee, Lee Patrickoff from Minhawk next to me breaks his phone, you know, dro- dropping it on the ground post-game. So <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: there are celebrations you gotta, everywhere.
3: <laughs> you got to tip your hat to Andover. They oh. were... They played an amazing – they had an amazing section playoff. Had they made it to the state tournament, they would have been a bona fide 2-3 seed, I think. Well, and
1: hats off to Coach Manny and the way oh, the play yeah. kids yeah. played for him and all that stuff that
3: went on. This is mm-hmm. not a one-hit wonder. This is a group mm-hmm. with a lot of good sophomores and juniors. They're going to be – Cloquet, and I think Cloquet – East and Andover are going to make the Section 7 really fun next year.
1: Is it yeah. appropriate for me to say that we know who the Frank Brisnick Award winner will be next year?
3: Well, I think that uh, Benny Fritzinger will be in the conversation, and we've known that for a couple of years. You know, he did, look what he did to Rapids two years ago. He almost beat Rapids at IRA last year <laughs> in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, Carl, Carl like how, how unbelievable were
1: some of those saves? I was streaming this, and it was just amazing.
0: Yeah, he
2: was phenomenal, and he really seemed to get better as the game went on, just making big save after big save as he turned it up in the third period. And the well, the one that he made on Jack Fitzgerald late in the game, where you know, Fitzgerald just falls to his knees and stares skyward afterward. Like, how on earth did that, that not go in? That was maybe the save of the year.
3: <laughs> yeah, there were a handful of them. I kept seeing you know, clips on on Twitter. It was like, God, he's doing it again. He's doing it again, you know? Yeah. It always happens every year, and it obviously didn't end in his, his favor. But it always happens, you know. Reed Wasenko, there's always some goalie that <laughs> goes up and snatches a W from a top four top yeah. team in the state. You yeah. Know? Happened with uh, I think when Michael Magnuson did it Creighton when he beat yeah the, when Benil. He beat Benil Benil. Benil. Yep. three years ago. Yeah. So, um,
1: okay. Well, my favorite moment was also Thursday night. So the St. Thomas played. I'll say a sloppy game. Let's say against Eastview. Eastview came out and they were they were the better team. Eastview just killed them. It seems like. Yeah,
3: I I went and did a Shock P Eden Prairie girls game a couple of weeks ago for state you know section final in bremar it, it was so eerily similar. You know, <laughs> like the the lesser team was out playing the better team, but the better team won. The better team. I mean, St Thomas had some decent bands, They weren't as bad as the Eden Prairie.
0: <laughs> fans,
3: <but> the Shockby <laughs> fans were unbelievable. and I thought the Eastview yeah, fans, yeah, the Eastview were fans were very good. So wow. it was just, I was like, wow, I'm having a deja vu here. It's, very similar types of games. And then, um, and the goalie, this uh, Dobshuk girl just blows up. She's goalie of the year. And I thought that Atticus Kelly was un-gold. unbelievable.
1: He had a skate save. And when yeah. I say skate <laughs> save, I mean like the blade, blade save. The skate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and. and Without Atticus Kelly, St. Thomas would have lost that game in a heartbeat, and so, correct. Um, no argument here. And so then it was really cool. Um, I had then I brought my iPad in because I knew that Udine had a Wi-Fi in their rink, and so I had the iPad going for the seven double A game. The people behind me were watching it, and then I, I was uh, then St. Thomas, you know, puts away the game when it like the empty net to seal it up. And then I'm yelling at people, hey, it's 2-2! It's 2-2! Oh my God, it's 3-2! <laughs> so it was just, it was like, and it was one of those moments like, well, I'm not leaving Braemar anytime soon. Like, they can kick me out, clean up around me, but I'm not leaving this ring until this game is over.
3: Well, I'm happy, Dan, that you were able to get some type of service for the the second game because we didn't see a lick of the Greenway game. I don't know what was being pumped out of the internet of Amsoil on Wednesday night, but it was definitely different. On and it wasn't Mariucci internet, no. we checked it. So. No. Because the internet was working for all of my other functions, yeah. but not the Greenway-Hermantown game you know, that we live-streamed. We're but, trying to live-stream. But it's okay.
1: I'm That's okay
3: because we saw something good, <laughs> at least on Wednesday, right? Yeah, it was good. It was good. So that was, you know, did you go through? Yeah, you get your highlight, yeah. Carl, mine. Mm-hmm. Mine has to be just the, you know, the the highs and lows of that game between Holy Family and Minnetonka, and when when Teddy Lagerbuck scored that goal, I just for some reason that last minute and a half just bled. Uh, yeah, it just it was just a it was a crazy feeling in the rink. Uh, you could feel the tension from the Holy Family fans. You could feel I mean, the tension in the rink was crazy. And when that puck scooted out of the crease right onto Teddy's stick, and he finished it, that was uh, it was as good a hockey moment you'll see in in the in what we've seen this year.
1: I I thought the the Lukey goal to win it was even cooler.
0: Yeah, it was a
3: great play.
0: You know, it it he was basically
3: just... cut left <laughs> and he head bobbed he, and he yeah he faked out the goalie and went and shot right and faked out uh, Hayden and got the game winner and.
1: It was incredible.
3: Cool. It's fun to interview kids like that after the game, and you ask them, you know, the proverbial question, he says, it's the greatest moment of my life. I love it when you get kids <laughs> to say stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, cool. Pretty cool. But
1: uh, one of the cool parts about Holy Family Talk is the game was still, like, it, the
2: crowd was still there. Nobody left.
3: Really. No, they couldn't leave. They couldn't. You know, <laughs> there was a few, you know, the Diana fans and the Wazetta fans left, but the 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 average well, fan. Brett, fans Brett O'Neills did not leave. Right? <laughs> <So, laughs> y- y- they did not leave, they y- set y- y- Of fans left after the first period. And
1: yeah, Some so did the Edina fans. <laughs> Anyways.
3: What what would have happened, Tony? Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is a <laughs> this a, is a what a if conjecture what if. Let's just imagine all those games that we were talking about in Double A go South. Uh Edina was the only one that really had kind of an easy road. I mean, Centennial won, but that wasn't easy for Centennial. No. But let's say Holy Family beats Tonka. They're the number two seed. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anyone from Holy Family listening, yeah, you would have been the number two seed in the state tournament. Okay, yeah. Andover beats East. They would have been the three seed. Centennial yep. would have remained the fourth. They would have bumped up one. We think Eastview would have been the five seed uh, had they knocked off, Holy Fan, knocked off St. Thomas. Uh, St. Thomas. And then we still think Lakeville North Hill, Marie and St. Michael would have been unseated. Their body of work is not as deep as the other ones. No. Right. Oh, and, yeah. and ECU won their conference, and they were they had a better record. They had 23 wins this season.
1: They, and they were had, a dang they good They were team.
3: better against Lakeville North, so I think they would have been defeated. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they beat them this yeah. year. So, Twice. that would have been one crazy tournament would have been really bad for t v but it would have been <laughs> exciting to see some it would have been exciting to see some first timers uh yeah. another first timer like holy family and andover and andover
2: andover's a three seed yeah. just can you't imagine that <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah i could have imagined it five years ago but uh I could have imagined it next year when I saw these kids. Play at squirts, and they were dominant at squirts. and said so they're going to be good in a few years. Well, I think that's next year. Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh,
2: Maple, just watching them,
3: Maple Grove and Rosemount—they're going to be real good. Pro- they had great squirt and PB programs back five years ago. It's going to start paying dividends here next year. No yeah. doubt. No doubt.
1: Well, I don't think Carl and I would have gone to that tournament. <laughs> yes, <you would>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is true. <laughs> It's the tournament.
1: Yeah, it is the tournament, and we're we're sitting on pins and needles waiting. And we'll get the first games on Wednesday, the quarterfinal Class A games. So let's start them off. Um, The first morning game at 11 o'clock, which will actually be at 11.30 probably, Um, (laughs) Matamidi plays Mankato East. Uh, Zephyrs come out of 4A. They really were only tested, I want to say, by Northfield. Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. Northfield gave them a run like nobody's business, too. So um, and they almost punched them out. Mankato East comes on the uh, out of Section One A, beating Rochester Wards pretty handily. Um, but I think Lords ran out of steam once they got to Mankato East. Is what it kind of seemed like when I was watching that on Twitter.
3: Yeah, I think Mankato East had just more weapons. They have a really deep freshman class that's that's come in and bolstered a good senior class. Uh, mm-hmm. It's interesting uh, that the ninth graders from east had had a great career great pb bantam career so it's no surprise and then the the jack koozie jake anderson those crew of kids they made it to state as bantams too so bantam single a so not surprising but the problem is they played with kids from west you know so yeah, you know they yeah. get diluted out but i'm not surprised that they had that that ninth grade the 18s and the and the 22s are kind of together this year that's why east is having such a good year Okay. Yeah,
2: you you look at this East team, and it's a very balanced team. You know, often the teams that come from you know one a three a five a they have one or two great players who they're relying on for all their goals. But this team is actually you know, a bunch of players, you know, fifteen to twenty five points. So
0: yeah, it's a
1: good
2: squad.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then if you look at Montemita, Montemita probably has one of the top goaltenders in this tournament. Um, in Bailey. Bailey Huber. Um, and they have depth kind of across the board. They don't really have Again. any. Same it.
3: kind of thing. If you look at their mm-hmm. scoring, their scoring is very balanced. There's not – they do have a couple, you know, high-end players, uh, you know, ones that are being recruitable, that are recruitable players for Division One. Nikolai Dulac's got to be one of them. But he's not the only show on that team.
1: Yeah. Now, Carl, you, you saw uh, Matamidi with me up in um, Hermantown. What did you think of him when you saw him then?
2: Yeah, I think they're – a. Like, like we've been saying, a very balanced team for a Class A team. They're deep. They can. They have three lines that can skate well and put the puck in the net to some consistency. Have a great goaltender, Billy Huber. The, the difference in that game though was they just didn't have the top line. Hermantown Town did, and so they don't don't have that front end talent. So if they're going to make a deep run here, they're going to need to find a way to shut down other teams' top players and, uh, and then use their depth to wear other their opponents down.
3: Here's an oddball twist to this. Can Madamida? Uh, tame down their hockey hair, and <laughs> and just focus on hockey because last year's performance in the hockey hair was beyond. You know, it was they took it to an absolute new level to the nth degree. Do you think that mm-hmm. kind of stuff factors into performance?
0: Yeah, it's, uh,
3: and uh, so people were blaming Mottamita like they lost in Northfield because of the hockey hair. I was like, eh, they lost in Northfield. Northfield is no. better. <laughs> no, um, well,
1: well, Carl and I know. Um, a Montamida manager last year, and he said that that's kind of exactly what happened. They were more focused on the hair, and if you look at the hair, they were clearly
3: bleached.
1: It was bleached, cornrowed, carved It was
3: unbelievable, and it
1: wasn't good. It was just like, dude, play the game, right. and, and that's really what happened. And I don't, you know, I don't think we're going to see crazy hair from Montamida this yeah. year. Okay, nope, that's we, a guess. Good guess. Um, we, 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 we
2: love good hair, but. There are limits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And if we see crazy hair for Monomita in the lineups, I'm pretty much going to guarantee that kid's not going to skate.
3: <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So, so the... are we doing pick at each one of these? One by one, or, one, or are we going to go out at the end? Do you want to go to the end? or I, It doesn't matter to me. I'm, fl- I'm
1: flexible. Carl, what do you want to do? you want to pick them right now?
2: Let's pick these Let's ones go. now, then we'll do the semis at the end.
0: Okay. Yep, yep that's good.
1: So um, I'll go first. I picked Monomita in this one. I think um, – I think depth and goaltending are going to stand out in this one. And it might be close for two periods maybe, but really I, I look at Matamidi as the better team here. Carl?
2: Yeah, i think thinking about Matamidi too. They may have lost to a 1A team last year, but I'm not seeing it happening two years in a row.
3: I don't see it happening either. But, you know, uh, great goaltenders can yes. shine in this tournament, and they have that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I think a lot of these kids, you, know, you got are you, you know, bulk of their scoring are ninth graders, bantam eligible kids. They're going to be looking up at the XL, Whoa. and it's going to be a little bit intimidating, I think, right
1: out of the gate for those guys. And especially because Modamida usually brings a good student section to the tournament, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, yeah, it should be interesting.
3: All right, so we're gooched on that one. Yeah. Uh, game two, Orno takes on Litchfield Dassel. A Wright County Conference battle. Yeah, Even so though ne- neither of those teams
2: is in Wright County.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to
2: circle back to you
1: in two seconds, Carl. So Orno is the three seed in this tournament. They come out at 2A. Litchfield is unseeded. They come out at 3A. Okay, Carl, what do we need to know?
2: Okay, so these two teams are both in the Wright County Conference, which means that they have a lot of history together. They play two times every year. And so I went back and looked to see when the last time was Litchfield beat Orono. It was December 2001. They've played 38 times since then, including four playoff games when they were both in 3A. But Orono has won 38 in a row, and there have been some close ones in there. Often, it was regular regularly. There was at least one close game a year, but the Dragons just haven't been able to get past the Spartans at all. And the two games this year were 10 to nothing and 7 to one.
3: Wow. Wow. I didn't realize it was because they lost a hutch. Yeah. 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 Lost a hutch and it must have been it must have been Mound that lost a Litchfield. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. tied Litchfield. It was or it, I remember and they or, happened in the yeah. same or, week. I think it
2: was Delano. Delano.
3: Delano. Oh, yeah, it was Delano. But it all happened within the same week.
0: Yeah, it was a two A
3: and three A, you know, yeah. type of thing. Um,
1: with that being said, Orno's um, Evan Babicule is, uh, again, we uh, talk about goaltenders. He's one of the tops in the state. Um, Orno has such good depth, I want to say. Yeah. Very deep. Yeah. Uh, take me take me
3: through Orno. Why Orno's a uh, seeded team this year? Well, you know we can go back history. You know you watch the video that we produced on these guys, but it, historically, the, this group of seniors and this group of juniors and sophomores all at least won one bantam A state title. Um, one once in Duluth and once in Stillwater, and then they lost in the state final. The, the 10th graders lost in the state final last year. So these kids are used to winning. I mean, they got they had a sophomore like Lucas Jorgensen who's a high point contributor all the way up to Thomas Walker who had the game winner. Uh, they they're, they're strong on the blue line. They're strong up front. They got a kid who came in from Armstrong named Zach Simon who's just you know pumping in tons and tons of points. He's a tenth grader.
0: Uh, they also a don't have squad. their
3: best senior, uh, or or a freshman. Granted. Believe it or yep. not, they, they had a freshman named Carson Limestan who's at. Benild, who was a big factor in this, and when I said their top senior, that George Granis for Duluth Marshall. This yeah, year. George Granis, Mr. Hockey finalist, played his band of hockey in
1: Orno. So, I I like. I'm going to start the pickums. I like Orno. Um, the fact that Litchfield hasn't beat him in 38 games, which uh, <laughs> I didn't need to know, but it doesn't doesn't matter. Um, I, I think Orno's going to win this game pretty easily. I No arguments here.
2: Yeah, I I agree, too. You know, Litchfield has a couple of players worth watching, Brandt Peterson Pearson, or- Grand Groff, but uh, they just don't have the depth of Borno. And Borno, I think, is a very similar team to Matamidi in a lot of ways. So that, I think that's, that's a very good semifinal if those two advance.
3: Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah, that's, that's going to be really good. really good. Great crowds, too. Um, yeah, yeah. So how much time do you have to spend on the Hermantown game? I,
1: I actually think it's an a... interesting matchup. Okay, okay. so... Championship a championship number- rematch. Yes, okay. Harmontown gets the number one seed. They come out of Section 7A, um, and they will play unseated Monticello, not Mammal, Monticello, um, the winners of Section 5A. Um, rematch of the state title game last year. Now, Monticello doesn't have Ben Ward, doesn't have Shawak, <laughs>
0: um,
1: but they also have one of the best cheering sections in the state, and you know how bad these kids want to get up and play Hermantown again. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean the revenge factor is high here. Um but uh, on the flip side Hermantown's got the best top line in the state um for class A's concern and and very competitive in 2A if you look at it too. Um you have Tyler Watkins, Blake Biondi, and Jacob Herder, right? Herder Herter? Yep.
2: Herter. Herder
1: Herder. Herder he he makes you hurt um <laughs> but Blake Biondi, um the sophomore commit to the Bulldogs and UMD is probably one of the funnest players I've ever seen um and this is coming from a Saint Thomas kid saying that but he's all of a Mr. Hockey Candidate in 2 years or the Mr. Hockey Candidate front runner
3: if that's right a Class A kid son. oh jeez so, that was a that's a good oof, yeah, oof, a good yeah. Guy yeah. With the hockey <laughs> committee I I think Tyler Watkins was and Jake Seitz were kids that should have been yeah. major hockey finalists, and they weren't. Um,
1: okay, Carl, I'm going to turn over the Hermantown conversation over to you. What You've seen Hermantown in person a couple of times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what do you think of them?
2: Yeah, so obviously, as you said, the top line is elite. That's really what separates them, and while they don't have the scoring depth they've had the past few years, they're still good enough to pull you know, their own, if not better, against most Class A teams, and they also have a very strong defense this year, Darian Goss being the leader there, but uh, it's it's a very good blue line group. Uh, Cole Manahan's been strong in goal, so... know, Turbentown is probably more beatable this year than they've been the past couple of years, but they're still number one for a reason.
1: Danny? Uh, I, I agree with all that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Pat Andrews wants to argue with everybody like Bruce Plant used to, um, so that will be interesting, but... I mean, Tony, what does Monticello have that can give them a chance? Do you think that they have something there? I think
3: there? you touched on something there. I think the revenge factor, not the revenge, like I just think it, it kind of fuels their fire. Yeah, I know? think this might I mean, be
1: close for a period, you know, or two, you know, type it, you know, of thing. It
3: could it, look just like the championship game but, from last year. But even Hermantown
1: struggled in their quarter for
3: Come on, spit it out.
1: Hermantown struggled in their quarter, quarter I know game last year against oh, Laverne. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was an overtime game. So I, I could see it happening again. You know, you have a team that wants to win more in Monticello. Something weird could happen. Um, so I'm not arguing with you. But I see Hermantown winning. I'm not picking anything different. You know I'm, no. I'm going Hermantown all the way. And Carl. And yeah, I it's it's it.
2: interesting, but you can't pick against Hermantown here. No.
1: no. Okay, in the traditional best game of the day, as far as Class A is concerned. Except last four... year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the number four seed, um, Alex Zandria, coming out of 6A, beating St. Cloud Cathedral um, in double overtime, I want to say, to advance the state. And they will play the number five seed, Thief River Falls, coming out of 8A. Um, I think we look at Alex. Alex has been a team that has been on the rise on the second half, um, with the addition of their top um,
3: player, player.
1: not scorer, but he's player. He's,
3: he's, he's one and one a, and he and uh, Westland are one and one a for that. Team. So
1: we're referring to Ben Doherty there. Ben Correct. Doherty um, is a very good player for Alex. Um, Carl, you did a little bit of look up on Alex as well. What do you find?
2: Yeah, so they got a great junior class here. I've uh, got Doherty and Jack Westland and Caleb Strong, their top three scorers, all juniors. Um, got productive defense, Jack Powell and Andrew Reavering leading, leading the way there. Um, also got uh, Jacob Center, who's a, a freshman, who put up a, a bunch of goals for them, and a, a decent goaltender, Jackson Bullion, who had a, a strong uh, run through sections.
1: And then on the other side, you have the Prawlers. The Prawlers were the three seed, right? Four. In the or the, were they a the four. four seed? Yeah. How does a four? Okay. Can we stop for two seconds? How does a four seed in section play get the five seed in, in the tournament for hmm, five? Where have we heard
2: that it's, before?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> <rampant. laughs> um. But so the prowlers, you know, they beat Warroad. They beat East Grand. Solidly. Yeah. You know, yeah. commonly. So this is a team that's actually pretty hot right now. So I, I'd be kind of interested to, you know, see how they perform. What do you think of the Prowlers right now, Tony? I mean, they're an unseen thing for us because we haven't made our way up uh, how there. How would we year. know
3: anything about them?
1: Like, I know. You know <laughs> what I mean, it's like they have no I mean, common opponents really that we can judge. Uh, and We're not going to lie to I you mean, other I mean,
3: other than the fact that they have, Won a very tough section, and they allowed only one goal in section play, which is mm-hmm. just kind of just blows me away.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they
3: beat Lake of the Woods, didn't they? Yeah. Um, looking them up right now. I I know that obviously yes. they
0: obviously beat Lake yes, of the Woods. they did.
3: Wooden. Yeah, they beat Lake of the Woods. You know, so. Yes, they beat
2: three good teams.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: And i thought you they up. were going to lose to Lake of the Woods.
2: <laughs> 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 so. Yeah, but of the
1: you
2: look at some of the stats here, Nick Corneliusen is some of the best outs for a goalie in the state. He's about close to a 930 save percentage, I think, of a very deep defense. Like I think three of their top seven scores are defensemen, uh, Brady Anderson, Keaton Kempert, and then Evan Bushy, just a familiar last name there as a sophomore.
3: Another Bushy. Big,
2: big <laughs> scorer so, from the blue line. So And Aaron Myers scores a ton of goals up and forward, too. So, they're not a deep offensive team, but you know, they play solid defense and have a great goalie, and that's formula for su- success in Class A.
1: And they're an eight A team, so they can shut
3: you down like that. So check this out. He had a hundred shots in three section games. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's not exactly cruising through section play. But he shut that down. <laughs> Ninety four saves. <laughs> that's, pretty... that's impressive. Yeah. I mean that's a I mean, I was talking to Alexandria parents today and they aren't overconfident about this game at all. I I think rightfully they should be. No, you know. So, anyone want to take the prowlers here? Hello. Uh, one of us buddy.
2: has to. One of us has to. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to 2011 when Breck they beat Breck, and they were yeah. Breck was just owned them for the first period and a half, and then it just steamrolled. I know the
1: captain of that Breck team, and he said like they just. They thought they were going to win.
3: Yeah,
0: and
1: Thieves knew that they, they gonna, were going to
3: win until yeah. the middle of the second period. Yeah,
1: so uh, I'll I'll go with the Prowlers. You're going prowlers I'll I'll go prowlers. I'll go the upset here. Um, First it, one. It's going to be a weird game. I I really see this going either way. Carl,
2: I'm going to take Alex, but I think it's, again this is a fascinating game. It will be very interesting to see what comes out of it.
3: I'm sticking with uh, Alex.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think Alex definitely, we look at, is the more talented team maybe on paper, but I'm curious to see how uh, Section 18 kind of slows them down.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I just think Alex has way too much going for it. They just beat Cathedral. I mean, come on. It, yeah, but this you guys this, had cathedral, you had cathedral as a potential state champion. But
1: Cathedral's a yeah. lot different team than you will see out of um Thief. I agree cathedral is a lot of speed and a lot of skill and I I doubt that Thief has the speed and skill like Cathedral does now. Right. Side so unseen, obviously. Right. Um
0: okay. So right.
1: Carl and I did a little Oh no, before before I do jump into more stuff. Rabbit we, gotta, hole. we gotta talk about our red black Player of the week.
3: Okay. No problem.
1: And we this was this was a commissioner pick. Let's say that. Um,
3: I like it. Brian Hanson told <laughs> us who to pick. Love it.
1: So Conan, the barbarian. Oh, he was a barbarian. <laughs> wow. Hayden. Good. Oh, how do you Hayton? say Hayden? Hayden, with fifty-two saves in the loss to Tonka in double overtime.
3: That's incredible. And.
1: and I would say about 52 of those saves were quality saves. Yeah, they were. he was off
3: the charts good. And, and
1: so hats off to Conan there. Wow, he's a stud.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. He, some of the saves he made were uh, just, like, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable saves. He had a couple of breakaway saves. He had a couple two-on-one saves. <laughs> I mean... Scrum saves. I mean, the crowd, I mean, you just heard the crowd. It was a lot like Fritzinger saves. You know, I, I said this, they called this the Fritzinger gasp. You know, there was a couple of Haitian gasps, too, the other night that were pretty amazing. So, uh, hats off to him for moving from Colorado and having a, a great season this year for the fire.
1: And, I mean, that's the type of player that the Red Black League has.
3: Yeah, you, you can't get in the Elite League, you can't get in this, and you still want to get some pucks. You know, there's Plus, there's no check in the the red and black league, so you know you're going to get a lot of pucks. You know, he goes out and gets 30, 40 pucks a game in the red and black league. Yeah. You'll get that.
1: Yeah. So um, let's move on uh, to our middle segment this week. So Carl and I were
3: following. Just for our listeners, when you ever hear Carl and, and Danny getting together, just prepare for the biggest helping of nerd soup you're ever gonna get. Crackers, okay? <laughs> cheese, sour cream. Just get ready, okay?
1: It, it it usually leads us down to a terrible rabbit hole that we oh can't get out gosh.
3: of. <laughs>
2: there's no
1: escape. It, it's, there's no escape. And, and
3: so... Can I just can I just give an you... interlude? Ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. They were doing research tonight on the phone and I was like, You guys get, get it has gotta be it's gotta end now. Stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, we we were waiting for
2: someone at... to find the right photo, so Oh, right right, 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 That was me. I know,
3: I know. I am covering thirty two different regionals here this weekend as Thirty three different regionals here this weekend.
1: The office is surrounded by brackets, by yep. the way. So, anyways, so Carl, let's let's take the listeners down the rabbit hole that we want to.
0: <laughs>
2: sure. So, the the premise of our uh, dive into the rabbit hole this time was, so we have at least the possibility on Friday night of having the top four teams in Double A play in the semis. And so, of course, now that we've said it, we're going to totally jinx it. But
0: <laughs> the,
2: the the question that we had going along with that, okay, was okay. When was the last time you had Clearly, the top four teams all season make the semifinals at state, and it's it's kind of hard to define to because you we know, we don't have a ton of historical polls. We do have historical page stat ratings from the end of the season, thanks to, to Lee at MinHawk. But you know, you start diving back and seeing when do those top four one make state because that doesn't happen all, all that often between upsets and sometimes just having the top four teams in the same section.
3: Yeah, that, that's pretty pretty yeah. keep going, Carl. I just want to say that's the biggest. I think what what knocks it out. You, even going back into my generation, you had Jefferson and Kennedy and Dinamita that were clearly top five teams every year. Elk River Moorhead. That's back mm-hmm. in yeah, 90s. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just they're just knocking each other out. Keep going. Sorry, I just want to make sure that a it's it, this is not just in the past fifteen twenty years. This goes all the way back. Yeah, that yeah. we have to kind of look at.
2: Yeah, so you not only need the teams to be in different sections and, that, and then all make it state, but you also need them to win their first round game. So, for example, 2015, we had certainly for the top five, maybe even the top four, make the quarterfinals, but St. Thomas lost in the first round, so we didn't have that the in the semis.
1: Um, St. <laughs> Thomas? I can't remember that. Yeah, it was a, a black really fun game. again. if I recall.
0: Duluth East, black, I remember? Yeah,
3: a yeah. <laughs> black hole in my life. I can't remember this. <laughs> I had to go home and get my kids to come back for the night games, and it was such a blowout. I'm like, oh, this is a joke. I get in the car after walking ten minutes down the road on West Seventh and East One. I was like, what just? What did I miss? <laughs> I just turned. I,
1: I I I can't tell you really what happened in the third period. <laughs> I, I could
2: get you, I could give it all to you in exact detail, but
1: uh, we gotta we'll, keep the show We'll, we'll move the thing yeah, along. We we'll a, move the thing go. along.
2: Okay. Fine. Um, <laughs> So then, of course, in, in 2012 you had four of the top five teams make make the tournament, and you know, but then they all lost in the in the, in the quarterfinals. So <laughs> that doesn't do it either. And really, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Uh, so really, the 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 best year in the past 15 or so that we, we, where we can say the top four teams who made made the tournament tournament who are clearly top five teams that season who made the semis was 2008. This was a year where you had uh, number one seed was Rozo, undefeated defending state champs, Aaron Ness Mr. Hockey, Mike Lee and Goal, you know, great team. Uh, two a, seed is, is the
1: Oliver. Is, yep. Let's kind of go on in
2: this. Yeah, they were deep for a Rozo team. Uh, number two, you had Edina. This was uh, junior year for Budish and, and Anders Lee and Marshall Everson and that incredible group that they had. You had Cleaning the three seeds. year. Mm-hmm. Three seed was Benilde. Um, Benilde was.
1: They had student Berg, Berglin, Applehoff, I mean, a lot of guys who I went to a great school with.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the four seed, who ended up winning the whole thing of this year, was Hill Murray, who was maybe stuck up a little bit on some people, but they had an incredible defense. Just Dan Sova, Bo Golan, Ryan Fern up front. Joe Philippi and Goal was probably the hero of the tournament. Incredibly deep team, and so. That, that was a Wait, fantastic. In
1: Tyler's beta, and yep. Tyler's the Peta. And Tyler's the In doing a little research, Carl, we found Chris Casto was a sophomore defenseman on this team. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and Casto's currently like in the I think the Bruins system still, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. playing for Providence. And so it's just unreal the depth on that team.
2: Yeah, yeah. and so that, that turned into two fantastic semifinals with uh, Hill knocking off Roso and nine and Benil's going to overtime, and for a while that was the highest attendance in, in the tournament until a couple of years ago. That set a record at the time, so that's the sort of thing we could be in for if uh, the double-A bracket holds true to form in the first three rounds. But uh, but it, it's a very rare thing. You know, We tried going further back, and as you go further back, we don't really have rankings, so it's, it can get a little more difficult, and you also don't have seeded teams anymore either. That complicates things, but just a couple of other years worth mentioning 1999, you had uh, 24-1 Rozo, who won the tournament a 24-1 Holy Angels team, making their first appearance. You had a 22-win Elk River team. Hastings who finished second with you know, uh, Welch and Tafe that, that year. Um, and Blaine, 21-4, who would win the state tournament next year and lost 7-6 with a goal in, you know, I think I think there were point six seconds remaining in that game that they lost to Hastings. So <laughs> speaking of those last second buzzer beaters, um, so that that was probably the next closest year to having the top four all in the field and advancing to the semis. Uh, 98 was similar in that you had uh, Galufi beating the, the teams ranked 2, 3, and 4 as the number one to win that tournament. But the, the point here is that it's, it's pretty rare that you have all those top teams in one place uh, in one session.
3: this is where I rescued the guys out of the rabbit hole or or else they'd still be, they'd be like in 1987 right now. Still Still falling. because
1: looking at Burnsville and Kennedy, then seeing what competitive level Jefferson was that year.
3: Yeah. That was a a really good year. Kennedy. They were so good.
1: So um, something uh, that let's talk about maybe for two seconds is how big would it be if the top four teams made it? Like, uh, can we, Paint a board picture for people who are, like, on the fence of going down to St. Paul on Friday night then. Like, how <laughs> cool, like, will this be?
3: Uh, I think the bars will be packed. Yeah, you to watch it so they can close to the building. It's going to be that kind of, you know, environment. It, so let's not jinx it anymore. We are just jinxing the heck out of this thing. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: I know. It It sucks, but...
3: And you guys both have... Attended two of the four schools, so you're double jinxing it right now. Don't do two odds. Yep, yeah. yep. Hey, my Minneapolis team made a run in the semifinal, so I was I was close. I, I I had dreams of them making it to state.
1: Something that's worth noting is Joe Deitzik
3: has the best mustache in the state. Joe G. Zick is a handsome man. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Tony's swinging One for handsome Joe man
1: right now. That's all I got to say. Okay, well, Tony's blushing, so let's yeah. go on to the bracket on the Class 2A side. Awesome.
0: Da, da, da. <laughs>
1: um Can I talk about the shenanigans now or well, later? Let's just get
3: it out. you got okay. eight
1: seconds. Fine. This is complete shenanigans, okay? There's no other way to say it. St. Thomas Academy did not lose in regulation this year. That's eight seconds. Okay. Okay. I'll give you eight more. Okay, eight more. St. Thomas Academy tied Tonka with Josh Lukey, okay? Lugkey. Lugkey, sorry, but it doesn't matter. They beat Creighton. They running timed Hill. They beat Hill then like five to one. Um, I don't know what more they need to do or prove. They be, they put seven goals on Moorhead, you know who you, we all acknowledged at the time was a top like two three team in the state. Like I just don't get why St. Thomas. I, like no respect, no respect, no respect at all.
2: Okay, just, okay. uh, remind me, remind me what Duluth Marshall did to St. Thomas, and remind me what Duluth East did to St. Thomas recently.
1: So here's what I'm going to remind you, Carl <laughs> is, well, what happened with the Cloquet games and. Uh, apparently Blaine was a world beater for you too, and um, White Bear snuck one as a tie. And so I, I just and Eden Prairie St. Thomas beat Eden Prairie twice, and East loses to Eden Prairie. So that's
3: that's my thoughts on this. I, I I'm not arguing with you. I, I I didn't think it was the right seating either. But it does. Yeah, I mean the Duluth, the Lucy game on Friday night, which I really like.
2: And St. Thomas, you know, I had them at number three ranked right coming into playoffs too, but. I will say this. I'm not sure why you're complaining when you end up on the, the other side of the bracket from Edina and you get a first-round game against the, the section that hasn't won a state tournament game in a decade.
3: At least a decade. <laughs> it, is, it is a decade, it seems like a yep. longer. Yeah, it, it <laughs> took
1: a current NHLer to win a game. Right, right. Okay, so that's out of the way. Okay, we're done. Number two. You want going to get your therapist on the line? Yeah, can you call him? Can we call him okay. in? Can we can we conference call this? You're right. <laughs> Welcome to AT and T's <laughs> teleconference service. <laughs> um, okay. Game one. Game one. Edina, winner of six AA section six AA, the number two seed, will play the winner of one AA, Lakeville North. Edina comes in the perennial two seed only because they lost to Tonka twice. They are a clear number one seed if Tonka's not here. Edina is one of the top teams in the state as far as scoring goals, defending goals. They have they have the most D1 players in this tournament. It's five,
3: right or six? What is it? Six, I want to right, say. Well, it depends. You count the kid on the JV?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bantam.
3: Yeah. You got a kid on Bantams, too that's committed to the Gophers, so so the, the number is. It's a moving target.
1: Edina's the top line of Sammy Walker, Jet Jungles, and um. Mason Reiner yeah. is unreal. No,
3: never. Never. never, never, sorry. Never. sorry. Reiners Reiners.
0: <laughs>
1: Reiners, yeah. Sorry.
3: And, and
1: then the second line of Louis Crosby, Demetrius Kamati, and then
3: fill in the blank. It, just because it, it, been, it changes every game,
1: which is okay because Louis and Demetrius don't need that to happen. They're kind.
3: Of, it, it's kind of like last year when it was Bram and and Sammy, and just it was like a guest appearance yeah. playing on the Yeah. <laughs> Who, who Rotating needed. cast of characters. Yeah, <laughs> it's sad that we know this team this well, where we can just sit there and roll out their lines for them. And... Uh, on
1: defense, you have Ben Brinkman with um, who has Brinkman been playing with? Uh, Reiners, then I want to say, and then and Boltman's Bolt been been uh, um been playing with Borlakie. Yep. and there's three uh, D1 players that we just listed off right there. Yeah. Now on the other side, you have Lakeville North, who has arguably. The, one of the best, if not the best defenseman in this tournament, and Garrett Daly, yep. um, they play a... He's going to log some minutes. He may not leave the ice. He nope. may not leave the ice. They have a great senior line of Blake Brandt and um, Schneider. Um, he's not a senior. Oh, he's not a senior, but he plays... L- one. Okay. Oh yeah, he's got a body like one, that's it, for sure. And so, and this team plays heavy. Uh, to use a word that Luke Lohite likes to use, this team yeah. plays heavy. <laughs> and if Will Johnson starts a net, Will can steal a game. As we saw, saw Tonka earlier in the season. Tony, you are raising your
3: hand? let well, just this was my take. I can see this game either looking like the other
0: game. <laughs> yeah,
3: going to look like the game, or I just keep going back to that game uh, when Otaka had to play to just get a tie with Lakeville North or Lakeville North was not afraid to ice the puck, play, play for the next whistle and keep the game short, get a couple opportunities, and this could end up being the biggest upset in the tourney.
1: I don't see that happening because I think Tonka is less uh, like, they don't play physically well where Edonet plays, can match somebody in physicality-wise. They're stronger than Tonka is like that. So, Carl, what's your take on this one?
2: I think this was an unfortunate draw for North. Um, I think they they have a great top line, but their their depth scoring depth beyond that is just so thin. And when you're going up against Dyna, who has two two top lines basically, that's a tough call, a call for Lakeville North.
1: So I see Dyna winning, Carl. You see Dyna winning.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah, no doubt. I and mean, there's no way I'm picking that. No. <laughs> I, I, all I will say this: if, if Lakeville North can score first, it becomes a completely different game.
1: I don't think so. Okay. All
0: right.
1: I I just think they can't line match well against Edina with Edina's the two line depth that is one A one B. Game game, game number two we have the number three seed Duluth East shenanigans coming out of seven AA they will play the winners of eight AA which always seems to match up seven AA and eight AA and eight AA's winner this year is Saint Michael Ellerville, um, Duluth East has the WMD line they have Luke Lemaster on point they have Frederick Hunter Payne. Carson Cochran, um, and who's the last one, Carl? Gates? Will Fisher. Yeah. Will Fisher, who's a She's captain. Pretty good. He's mm-hmm. really good. Um what what makes this East team special, Carl?
2: I think that's what makes this East Team so good is its depth. Um, you know, this is a team that can have an off night from the WMD line and still win games. Uh Ricky Lyle's line, the second line has been scoring practically on the same pace as them for the past few weeks. Um and third line Chips has contributions to the first goal against uh, Andover in the section final, just to give you an idea, all three lines scored in that game for their three goals. Um, East is just a a, a very balanced team that knows how to play Mike Randolph's system, and when they're on, they are as good as anyone in the state. The the key asterisk being when they're on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and this team probably has uh, what I have seen off the ice, some of the best chemistry of any team that I've ever seen. Um, So (laughs)
2: They're just a fun no. team to watch as a group. Yeah,
3: yeah, it it really helps. It helps, but you know they were one goal away from you know going home, golfing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now,
1: <laughs> Tony, what's your take on St. Mike? You're you're high on St. Mike, actually, in this game. I just think
3: that they they've strung together a really nice streak of games and get some decent teams, and they you know they beat Moorhead, up in Thief. I mean, or, or Bemidji. Bum-Nidji. I mean, they had to get on the road, go two and a half hours to win a game, basically, which is a road game because you know all of Moorhead was in was in Bemidji that night. Um, I just I got a lot of respect for this group of kids. They got some talented players that are maybe their younger players. They got some big kids. They got a nice blend of talent. I don't think they're intimidated by. will be intimidated by by this at all. I'm not saying they're going to win, but don't be surprised if one of these. Lower seed teams knocks off the top four this weekend. Who do you have in this game, Tom? I'm going. I'm going to go East. It's hard to go against them. East. Yes. Yep.
2: Surprise. East.
3: <laughs> yeah. The number one seed. So far, we have one person who's picked up against the side, a seed. Yeah. So, yeah, that's okay. All right.
1: Uh, Tonka. Tonka, the number one seed, coming out of two AA, will play the uh, unseated Hill Murray Pioneers, coming out of four AA. Tonka. Tonkin probably has the best depth, great senior line um, for their third line, but the the Bobby Brink, Jack Bayless. I think that's
3: the key to their team, by the way. Yeah,
1: it, it's very key.
3: So they play their two scoring lines, and all of a sudden here comes Andy's and McGann elder. and an Elder out yeah. there. It's like, wait, wait, where's your third line, you yeah. know?
1: <laughs> so uh, the, the scoring line that you'll see a lot of is the Bobby Brink, Jack Bayless, and Teddy Lagerbach um line and then the heavy line is the luke low height molinar. Uh, molinar line um and then you'll see a lot of josh ludkey um mm-hmm. and grant doctor so two and three uh, numbers will be out there on d a lot charlie glockner and net for minnetonka
3: who i think has played really well this year yes
1: i, mean, I agree he's just taken command there's a reason why the, t- the soccer team is a top team. You get to know those names quickly because you will see a lot of them probably this in this tournament. On the flip side, Hill Murray t- uh, um, comes in with a hot goaltender in Remington Keppel, who had probably his best game in the section final over Hill Murray. Um, they also have a nice white blend bear. of youth. That, uh, oh, oh, sorry, yeah. the white bear uh, and youth and experience. Um, you look at Ben Helgeson, who will probably get drafted this year. Who's going to Wisconsin? Um, you have Mike Flyshacker, who is about 5'5", but plays... Speaking of Zepeda. Yeah, speaking of Tyler <laughs> Zepeda. Um,
2: but Brock Bremer. Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: Brock, Brock Bremer is another one. Um, Tradition there. But Charlie Strobel on this team for Hill Murray is also very good. You have on the point Brent Overly, who's going to UMD. Yep. A- and then you start looking at Nick Pierre, and
3: uh, who's an leopard. operator.
1: This team kind of... After losing the Hastings, they turned their season around and then hats off to them because they're playing really well right now. Yep,
3: they're a lot like St. Michael where they've really turned the ship around. When they beat Moorhead a couple Saturdays ago, it was like, whoa.
1: And you know that Hill murrays they're very well coached and, um Coach Bill Lechner. Um, so you see something, you know, that Lechner might draw up for this game. And Hill gives Tonka good games. Last time they played in the tournament, it was four overtimes, right, Carl?
2: Yep. And that was the year Tonka was heavily favored, too.
1: Yeah, and, and, oh. and so we could see something like that happen again in the sense that, you know, Hill-Murray gets up for big games, and that's Hill-Murray's M.O. So I have Tonka in this game, but I see this getting interesting. It was a 4-2 to game in Schwanzkopf. So,
3: Tony? I'm going with Tonka. Um, but, again, like I said, this is one of those Lechner, he's been here so many times. Goldworthy's you
1: know, first trip. Yeah, not that this <laughs> Goldie feel you know, nervous. He played
3: in this tournament as a as a as a player. I mean, as Goldie did. Uh, I think tonka has got more talent. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't see Tonka losing. Carl.
2: Yeah, you know it's it's tempting to pick this one, especially because of, because of the way Hill's playing. You know, we, we all took them to upset White Bear, so it's no, no surprise that they're playing well at this point in the season. But yeah, I can't bring myself to do anything either. Here either I'm just gonna stick with Tonka.
3: Well, this is going to get fun here in, in a minute cause after we pick make our, our quarterfinal picks. We're all being really nice to each other. Yeah, But this is <laughs> lining up really nice for me, by the way, because you guys are going to pick East. One of you guys is going to pick East. One of you guys is going to pick STA. And I'm going to get to my pick between Tom and Dine to win the state title. And I'm going to skate right past you guys to win the picks. <laughs>
1: Okay, so let's talk about the last game then.
3: Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So the number four seed
1: St. Thomas Academy cadets are coming out of Section 3AA. They will play the Centennial Cougars out of 5AA, who get the number five seed. St. Thomas Academy, um, like I said, have some, uh, they have probably one of the deepest forward classes in this tournament with Chrissy Matsui, other Chrissy, McFadden, <laughs> Vega. You just start listing off some good players. The point produces uh, – the D produce points as well. Points produce points. Um, you look at uh, Chase Foley, who has close to 50 points this year and mm-hmm. I think 21 goals right now. And so – and St. Thomas Academy's power play is rocking around 40%. and So you do not want to give any penalties up to them. And St. Thomas Academy probably has arguably the best goaltender in Class 2A tournament arguably, Arguably. in um, Atticus Kelly, uh, who is – uh, one of the two finalists for the Frank Brismick award on the flip side, you see Centennial that has Lucas McGregor, a Mr. Hockey candidate um, Francis on the point who's six, four, I want to say, and and pretty good two line depth as well. Yep. Um, you, you also know that the whole stadium will be cheering against St. Thomas Academy. Um, so you take pride in that. They, I think St. Thomas takes pride in that too. Like as a whole, as a, uh, as a school, we take
3: coming with a chip on their shoulder. right? And we're
1: okay with that. Okay. You know, I, I don't hate St. Paul's game. Thank you, thank you, Carl. <laughs> I'm not going to give Do you hate St. Thomas? You want me to hate? Them.
2: We, we yeah, tolerate them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but I, I see uh, this game is going to be a tough one, um, especially if Centennial plays physical. They're the bigger team, and um, it's all about containing Lucas McGregor. I think is the one of the key storylines in this. If Lucas gets a hat trick, um, you're going to see Centennial win. If... Um, St. Thomas is able to shut them down and, and skate by and get up to a quick, uh, quick lead. Uh, I don't see them um, throwing
3: it away like they did to Duluth East a couple of years ago. So, Carl, quick question: St. Thomas Academy's never won a Class Double A game, first it, round game.
2: Not, not, in the first round, though. No. They've done a wonderful job at Mariucci, but
3: and Centennials in five Double A. It hasn't won in 10 years. So something's got to give in this game, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: So if Centennial's able to win, does does St. Thomas Academy get a white bear tag hung on them if they can't win this first quarter
2: game? They start getting something, definitely. They need something like, okay. like that because it's,
3: it's becoming a thing. I'd throw that out there. Uh, upset I every,
2: year, every year in A they've been upset so far.
1: I, I'm not going to throw a hex on white bear, but, I mean, seriously. Like, you guys, they've lost 18 games. I'm just round. saying it's getting
3: close. Two two
1: games is, close. Not close. Two is not close. Two is not 18. Okay, that is not close. We're getting two. close.
3: Two, <laughs> if they're even numbers, they're both even numbers. Divisible by each other. Okay. <laughs> Times it by nine. <laughs> Are we all going across the board? I'm not going at St. Thomas because I, I like them so much. And uh, Carl, could you pick against them?
2: Uh, I gave it serious thought. I think you're going to see a lot of centennial trapping, and uh, they may be able to. Make this game pretty interesting, but no, I just can't pick against any of the top four.
3: I can't either.
1: I'm gonna be a nervous wreck, but I'm gonna go with St. Thomas.
3: Okay, all right. Are we going back to A to go semis?
1: Let's go back to A. All, okay.
3: right. all right. Semifinals. Okay. Uh, basically, there is in semifinal number one,
1: we we have Orno versus Montemid.
3: More, yeah. So we've all have this one. Yes. Um, anybody picking um, against uh, anyone taking Orno?
1: I'll take Orono. I, I actually think uh, I like Babicule in this game. I I, I think – and I like Orno's scoring depth. Not that Matamidi doesn't have good scoring depth, but they have good shutdown depth. And, and when they played a good scoring team in Hermantown, they did not respond well um, this year when I saw it. So I'm picking Orno. Carl?
2: I think I will stick with Matamidi as good as Babicule is. I think Matamidi's go- goaltender is still still better than Huber. And I think they have just enough across the board to eke this one out. This, this will be a great be game.
1: This is going to be a great game. This might be one of the best mm-hmm. of the tournament.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This is uh, Mammo play in the semis last year. It was a good game. Northfield. Northfield. That was a good game. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as good as the. the it was the Cathedral Hermitage game, which that was, was double amazing. overtime. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah, that was game. good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Montemini too. I'm going to go against Spartacus on this one. I just I just think that Montemayor. I done am so many Spartacus. Tools. I know you. You are now Spartacus. I'm handing off the the hat with the feathers to you.
1: Why? Why would you do that, Spartacus? You know, like the people around him said, I am Spartacus. So like he didn't. You know. I'm not jumping on board. Yeah, like.
3: <laughs> I know. I'm not jumping on. Board. I am Spartacus. I'm going Mata-Mita. I
0: Feel I'm like all alone.
3: Kirk Douglas down. <laughs> I think these teams are really even. This is again. This could be a double overtimer. Yes. Uh, semifinal number two. We have Hermantown. All agree. Versus either Alex or Thief River. But um, I think
1: we can all agree that Hermantown is going to win this game.
3: I. Carl?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is another one where I'm sort of tempted to pick an upset. Alexandria's on a roll, and they've beaten some good teams. Uh, still can't bring myself to do it. I feel like I'm just itching at, with, at the trigger here, but never pull it.
3: <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know, Well, we're going to get there in the, in the semifinals of Double A, because there's. Pushes it's something the to the shelf. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get to the championship game. Hermit against either Matamidi or Orno. What are you going to go? Are you going to pick Orno, Danny, and go really big? I'm going to pick Orno. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah.
1: I'm going to pick Orno. I
3: think the streak
1: stops here of okay, oh, two.
3: Man, I hope you're right. And, would, <laughs> and I love Hermit but that would be Jesus. my Spartacus video. Well be the greatest video ever. I, I called my I, shot, right? And I'd I think love it.
1: I think Orno you know, wins in okay, let's not forget that Hermantown lost like six straight uh, state championship games. So it's not like they're given to win a state championship game. So um I, I like Orno. I I think they can match up well. I like their D better than Hermantown. I think they're deeper deeper on the D side. Um, and if you can shut down Hermantown's top line if it's
3: a big F there. Right. I'm, I'm going Hermitown. This would be interesting to see if Carl will jump on the Orono bandwagon. Well, so no, he, gonna... he picked Monomidai. No,
2: I hope be on the Zephyr bandwagon.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Are you going to pick Monomedi or Hermitown?
2: Uh, simply for the sake of making it interesting, I'm going to pick Monomedi. I have little faith in that, but I uh, kind of have to. Right.
1: You, you know... Carl, it th- that's kinda weird because we saw like literally up in the hot dome
0: the uh, mm-hmm. lack. Don't call uh, it the money
1: eye. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know how you can like think you know, that that's gonna be an upset. All right,
3: I like it. I like I like where my picks are headed right now. <laughs> okay. I'm taking Hermitown, obviously. Yeah. All right. Down to the double A. We're cool. about to wrap up our last show heading into the state tournament. This is going to get fun, okay? So semifinal number one gets the two and the three. Uh, We all see it as East versus Edina. Um, I'm just going to throw mine on. I'm going to, you know, throw my cards all on the table right now. I'm going to go Edina all the way. Okay. So I'm going Edina in the semifinal. I'm going Edina in the championship. What a bold pick. (laughs) You go first, Carl.
2: Okay. I mean, I feel obligated to pick East. so I will. Um, I guess the things that you lean on here is Mike Randolph's record against Udina at the state tournament. Um, what is it? I believe it's 5-3, and three, including 4-1 and one on semifinal Friday.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow. And, you know, and really, I think this is a game where the longer East hangs around, the, the more interesting it gets and the better I start feeling as an East fan. I think Udina is capable of you know, especially if the East doesn't come out playing at the top of their game, Edina's is capable of running them out of the building quickly. But you know, you give East a chance against Udine. You know, they've been wanting this game all year this was the one that was hyped up at the beginning of the year. They're, they'll definitely be up for it, and we'll see what what they can bring.
3: Is it just me or I just got tingly thinking about this game? Uh, just, just, I, have I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Look at I do have so goosebumps. Good. So
0: good. So,
1: okay. <laughs> I'll I'll give my take on this. So I'm picking East for the simple fact that the way I've seen Edina when they are down or when they try to get aggressive, they have some lapses that East can capitalize on. They line match really well uh, against um, Edina in the sense that they won't get last change. But still, the WMD line has to match it. up against the Walker line because it's the size issue. I really like the Ricky Lyle line against Demetrius. I think that they can hit Demetrius and, and Crosby mm-hmm. and make that interesting. I think that decor is kind of a wash, and it really then comes down to goaltending and how goaltending plays and I and where you expose the goaltenders. I don't think East is going to let a Clive sit down on an island, and I think he done it, does that at times to Mackay. So I really I like Randolph in this, and I just – when I watch – this team for East Play, they have so much faith in their head coach this year, more than any team that I have ever seen. The just the trust factor and the belief that if like if this game goes to overtime and Randolph just says one word to them, they score in, like, five seconds, okay? <laughs> it, it, I just see that happening with them. In the way that East handles Edina on semifinal Fridays, always, and where you're like, oh, East doesn't have a shot, and then it's just like, boom. They turn on something that nobody else has ever seen. And plus, Gregory's going to be on the ice. Gregory's going to be on the ice. Come on. You can't root against the Hounds. I'm taking the
2: dino I know D- daddy feels like more of an said than I do right now.
3: <laughs> I know. I, I'm just, I, say whatever you want about you know God coming down and tapping him on the shoulder and they go out and win in five seconds.
1: That's in the next game because it, of the Catholic
3: school. It played. just doesn't matter. I mean, those two lines and those five D just, just better. Just better. They they are. They are very good is better. You watch, and I know there's complimentary players, but let's be real. If you watch the Elite League championship games and watch the Elite League, and it, it's a 6-1 and one and a half. half. It's a lot of East kids, and it's a lot of Edina kids, and the Edina kids wiped them clean You know, almost every time they played them. And that's a pretty good indicator, I think, of what you're going to see, and it was great hockey, and this is going to be great hockey. Sure, sure. I mean, great TV. Who was
1: like the what is it Northeast? Who was the Northeast like head coach for that? The
3: Northeast North. head coach. So who was uh, North? Who was, like, oh, Clatten's
1: the coach. Oh, so, so it wasn't Claston. Mike. So it wasn't
2: Mike Randolph.
0: Okay. No.
1: That's, oh, oh okay.
3: you suckered me into that. No. One. Wow. Suckered me. Got into him, that. Carl. Got him.
2: Well done. Oh. Well done.
3: Wow, I just feel like I still have a hook in my mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, move on to the next game. Tell
3: Semi-final me. number two. This is going to be St. Thomas Academy and uh, Minnetonka. Would this be the rubber match? Uh, yeah.
2: No, no, because St. Thomas didn't win.
3: Oh, you're right, Carl. You're right. They didn't beat them. It was a tie. Well, one team's a, a banner. It was a tie.
0: <laughs> a schlocka banner?
2: Ah, <laughs> God, that, 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 that's worse than the conference banners in Hermantown. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
0: Unless you got to get a Hermantown
3: thing on it. Yeah, you went doubled up on that, car. <laughs> Like, you slam SCA in that Hermantown you sit over on the sidelines and mind their own business and get punched in the face. You took off the hawk
0: and just started passing it around. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: So, okay. yeah, this is the third matchup between the two. First one, St. Thomas lost in Let's overtime to, in the opener. And, and then in the um, Schwan's Cup final, it was a tie. Yes,
3: it was. Thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, who's going to win the third game? You want me to go first on this You're, one? Fine. Yep. Doesn't matter. I, you know me. I'm I'm sticking to late conference all the way. In there. Oh, God. Okay.
1: Well, I, I'm going to be a nervous wreck during this if it actually happens. But I'm picking St. Thomas. Uh, for a simple fact, I think the third line for St. Thomas is, is they control play in the Schwanskup gold game, and they will control the game again. I think Atticus Kelly is going to stand on his head, and, and it's going to be crazy. I think that the uh, uh, all momentum will go at some points of this game to Taka, but St. Thomas has Atticus Kelly, and that's going to be the saving grace in this game. And and, and needless to say, like a power play is going to make a difference for St. Thomas, and it's really going to depend on how heavy um, Tonka plays their top D core. Because if they're top D core, then go out every other shift and like one, two, one, one, two, one, one. I mean, you're going to see a lot of Dr. and Luki in this. And I think that I, I like St. Thomas. I think they these teams match up so well against each other. So coffee before
3: today? I don't you're drink just caffeine going, off today. I don't drink caffeine. He really is. Yeah, doing great.
2: Yeah. Might be excited for the tournament, just maybe.
3: Just slightly. All right, let's hear it, Carl.
2: Um, this is, might be the toughest pick of them all, just in terms of how even the teams are. But I think I will go with Minnetonka. Um, I think they have a great goaltender in their own right. I think they, they have a line that I think having the last change will help them because they can match the low height line against. Uh, Christie's and Matsui. Um, And it's going to be a great game. I'll even say it's probably overtime, but Tonka finds a way to get back to the title game.
1: Well, um, Carl, are you staying in Bloomington with Tony this week or with me in Minneapolis? We
3: (laughs) got a place for you, Carl.
2: Okay, yeah. As long (laughs) as I I have a spare bed somewhere.
3: (laughs) We will find a place for you at our house. (laughs) Teddy makes eggs and bacon every morning.
2: Oh, Oh. I, I. I like this.
3: Every
0: morning,
1: <laughs> you name it, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm making tuna gravy. Oh, the, that's... like grossest... I heard that today, and I almost barfed when he said that. Carl, is it the best thing I've ever made?
2: It is really awesome. But so.
1: And when I, I... I when I say gravy, it's a red sauce. It's a oh, tomato sauce. It is gross. is it is the best thing I make. Okay. It, it'll okay, be so... on the itinerary. Okay, great. So, I can't wait. Till okay.
2: the itinerary. Tony, can you top that? I mean, I, I think we're we're in a bidding war here. Who wants me more?
3: No, I I don't need. I I already have three children and a dog, so <laughs> emergency status status. You can come and stay on my. You body. don't want another hound? Okay. I don't need a hound. <laughs> no, I got a boxer.
1: Fine. <laughs> okay, so you got talk in this one, Tony?
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I just want I don't to, need make to sure. say anything more. Late conference, all the way. <laughs> okay. Um. Drink the Kool-Aid. This is Kool-Aid. <laughs> I drink a little Kool-Aid too. Yeah, this is the better Kool-Aid. Trust me. It's better than that. This one's more expensive. Tuna gravy. Yeah, it's overpriced. <laughs> overpriced. <laughs> Blue Kool-Aid. All right, I'm already taken to win the title. So, are you guys going homers? I'm guessing you're all both going homer, right? You're going to Oh, of oh,
2: course we are.
3: I'm picking really? Oh, my oh, gosh. I think this is East's
1: year. Okay. I, I, I actually... I've liked East most of the season. I think when East is on, they're really on. And if they make it to the championship game, um, regardless of who they play, they're going to be really, really, really on. And that's what I like about them.
2: Yeah. Danny, if East loses, I'm blaming you. I like that. <laughs> I I really
1: like that. Right. It's going to be awkward... <laughs>
2: going to be really awkward if they day Thomas final, which you just picked. But. Yeah, Carl
1: and I are sitting next to each other, so it's gonna be weird. Um, yeah. Okay, who do you have, Carl?
2: I'm sticking with my hounds to re- repeat their performance that they, that they had in Pagel in January over uh, Tonko.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Tony, do we want to kind of say what some of the coverage, or what are you writing down?
3: No, I'm. Uh, what I'd like you to talk about, um. Is this little article you guys are? Oh yeah. yeah. At this point, That's... if you're an hour and six in, you're going to listen for the next four minutes. If you, you if you weren't an hour and six in, <laughs> you won't care anyway. So this is like <laughs> special is... specialty stuff that, that we, you guys are coming up with, what I'm coming up with uh, for for the coming five six days. So um, what Carl and I have put together
1: is our itinerary for what we are doing minute by minute for the tournament. For those hockey nerds
3: that want to know what.
1: Okay, real nerd. Doesn't everybody want to
3: know? <laughs> what
1: real nerds do during the tournament? I think tournament? the
3: read level for this is going to be 15, 16 deep. I mean, we're going to get at least 20 re- viewers on this thing. I think. You're just a mean <laughs> person all over tonight. Uh, 1,500. Sorry. Oh, 1,500. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that sounded right. 1,500.
1: 1,500.
3: So, um, Which is of... a good number. That's a good number okay. for...
1: So we'll kind of go over where we're at, um, where we're going to eat, um, why we will kind of eat there, what our favorite spots are, where we'll, we will be sitting, where we will be parking, um, kind of our pregame rituals and all that. Um, so if you kind of want to know what a St. Thomas and a Hollins, um alum kind of do before tournament games, this is um, for that. Carl, you want to kind of touch base on how you're writing this?
2: Yeah, so we're just sort of laying everything out, uh, you know, minute by minute. So it will be a quick little description of what we're doing, and then there'll be a lot of footnotes in here, too. So, you know, there'll be something like, uh, oh, we're all going to – going into the, the Monticello uh, Hermantown game, and so that they'll just be on the line, but then there'll be a footnote indicating that I'll be waving around my little stuffed moose. And so there'll be things like that all over.
1: <laughs> so it'll be kind of quirky, but um... – if you want to enjoy kind of like what? the show. Kind of like the show. So exactly. So we're going to see some quick, uh, uh, some quips by Carl on it and um, Danny being nervous and complaining all over the itinerary. And we will Just punch Danny out a show on, we, we
3: plan on punching on a show on Thursday night.
0: Plan yes. on it. Uh,
1: yeah. I don't know how long it will be or what condition we will be in.
0: Yes. It's, it's
2: currently on the itinerary as the zombie podcast at, at midnight, on Thursday night. Yeah,
3: you'll be able to listen to it Friday morning. Yep. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, Peter and I are planning to cover the uh, tournament uh, off campus, off the St. Paul Excel Energy Center. We were not credentialed for the tournament, so because of that, we will cover it from the uh, offices of YHH on Wednesday and Thursday, and then from there, you know, you never know what's going to happen on Friday and Saturday. But plans are for me to possibly be in the building on Friday and Saturday, and Peter here. Covering it, We're going to do some minute-after stuff. We're going to have lots of fun stuff, up-to-the-minute, authentic, real-time stuff that we like to do here on YHH. Okay. Well, what about um, 15 questions? Yeah, it's true. So I'm going to give you a little highlights. You know, each year uh, we do, for as part of our, our preview of the state tournament, we like to go out and interview some players. I've lined up a really, really fun list uh, of players from all over the state. Here's some headliner type players: uh, Lewis Crosby from Edina, Tyler Watkins from Hermantown, Lucas McGregor from uh, Centennial, Ben Helgeson. Those are some of those big headliners. And then you got some kids that got a little bit of character, a little panache, <laughs> kind of a Hank sorensen type. So I got uh, mm-hmm. Zach Chaline from Saint Michael Albertville, Charlie Glockner from Minnetonka, and uh, Nick Girardi from Orono. And a, a long, long list. We got basically. Uh, everybody but eight uh everybody but eight A out of this whole thing. You it's know? just too far. It's too far. Thief is too far and there's no one ha- we got uh we got Kobe Stoss last year because uh of eight aa A was, was Moorhead. So I I will make an attempt, but there's nothing close to Thief River in this case. So it's like we didn't get Laverne last year. It's just it just it's doesn't just work. Too far. We're trying we're doing our best if if all goes as planned. I'll have fifteen out of sixteen this year for the uh, fifteen questions, sixty seconds.
1: It should be pretty funny.
3: It should be a fun day tomorrow.
1: Yep. Um anything else? That's it. I'm excited. I I'm not. I'm passive. Yes, you are very excited. Really
3: not. Yeah. Uh,
1: very I I the volume's low.
3: That was a great show, boys. Thanks for uh, your guys' participation and all of your research to make this happen. Thank you to Red and Black League for their sponsorship of our show this season. It's been a blast. Looking forward to the tourney. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys at the X. These looks all
0: over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Because life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater when it comes to hockey nobody can stop me my high school team I was playing on the top three now my son is scoring piles you